Hey, good morning, everybody. Maverick Magazine on the air. Paul Allen driving the bus for you today. This is our uh, 53rd year Maverick Magazine here on KMSU. I hope, uh, I'm not sure about the total number of shows, but we're well into the uh, 40 or 50,000s, I think, uh, number of episodes of Maverick Magazine. So, 2022, February 4th today. Is that correct? Okay, Scott Nelson from, um, he's our marketing chief for the athletic department. Joining us today, you like that that term, don't you, marketing chief? Yeah, I've used it a couple it. times. And, good to and, see you, Pierre. Yeah, good to see you. And, and Connor Wachtel. Good morning, Pierre. Hey, uh, Connor, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good. You guys staying warm? You bet. That walk in from purple is brutal, Pierre. My face <laughs> is burning. <laughs> well, uh, there's a couple things when you when you mention that. Uh, number one, you know, you're a Minnesotan. Um, um, you wouldn't live here unless you appreciated maybe the, yeah, 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 uh, the, yeah, true. the four seasons, you know. Otherwise, go go live someplace else. Go live in San Diego where it never changes. Yeah. And then, you know what I did when I was little? I, I learned real quick when I was little. Uh, if, you got, if you have to walk through that, uh, the blizzard conditions, the uh, windy conditions that you face with a bad wind chill, just walk backwards. No big deal. The worst part for you when you were little is you had to pull Doug in that sled because you were the youngest. And so I, you didn't I did. have to work too hard. I did. I did. You know, uh, so Saskatchewan guy, overly confident, uh, wintertime uh, Canadian right. here for you. Um, I made a, uh, a, a relatively, it seemed innocuous at the time, but it was a rookie mistake. When we were getting ready for Hockey Day Minnesota uh, a couple weeks ago, we had an operations meeting out at Blakesley Stadium. And it was, as you know, uh, it was bitterly cold. It still is bitterly cold. It's, we've been through the stretch here where people are getting tired, of, like the like COVID, right? We're getting tired of it this time of year. And it's typical this time of year uh, in February when you're dealing with this winter, you get tired of it. But there I am over there, no hat, no toque. Um, I'm not sure if I had mitts. And I was wearing uh, a pair of Nike uh, running shoes. And somebody said to me, um, hey, uh, PA, uh, uh, aren't you a little cold? And this was early on in the meeting. We ended up being out there for like 45 minutes outside. Blakesley Stadium is an outdoor facility. Scott, you know that. Yes. You were there. I was. You saw me. I was. And someone someone said to me, sort of sort of concerned for my health and welfare, said, are you going to be okay? And I said, ah, come on. Don't you know where I'm from? Saskatchewan guy. No big deal. And then about like 10 minutes later, my I, I was rubbing my ears because they were turning white with frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it was so cold. It was so cold. Uh, during that time, as uh, we were over at Blakesley, I saw uh, a, a dog chasing a cat, and they were both walking. <laughs> well done. <laughs> no. um, well, we brought Scott in to, uh, today because we're uh, uh, missing a couple of, of uh, staffers from our department who are actually in the, the dome on campus, the Shields All Sports Dome, because we're hosting a softball tournament. So Nick and Jordan, who normally join us for Maverick Magazine, are uh, working a couple softball games right there. As, uh, our spring sports uh, get get underway officially, um, at least for softball in, in respect with a eight-team tournament. It was a nine-team tournament as of a couple of days ago, but Maryville out of St. Louis uh, told us that they can't make it because of the storm conditions. So we're down to eight teams, but it's going to run today and tomorrow and Sunday. And excited for... Uh, softball get underway. I think we've got a pretty good team. Right, Scott? Yeah, I'm excited about this year's softball team coming off a, a deep regional run last year in the central region, losing to Augustana for a chance to go to the D2 World Series. And you got All-American back in the circle. You have uh, some nice depth up the middle. Um, 
returner at, at first base for the Mavericks. So it's going to be a, a pretty solid team. All it's around. a veteran. It's a veteran team. It's a veteran team, and we'll see where we stack up. I think we're conference champs last year, and we were yep. second, I think, in the poll. This is that, is that right in the conference poll? Yeah, second in the conference. How poll. How can we be second in the conference poll? Augie won the regular season. We won the tournament, and that's why. And then Augie beat us in the regional. All right, darn so, Augie. So. Us and Augustana, I, I guess. Um, huh, just looking at uh, CD here, so I get sidetracked. But uh, this is uh, a, g- a gal named Diana Crawl, who I like. And Karen has written on the back, Canadian. Oh, yeah. perfect. Make sure make sure you get that right. Um, so anyway, he's excited for softball. Um, uh, softball um, uh, in the uh, uh, all, sp- all sports. Don't you want to catch some fast pitch, some really Really cool college fast pitch this weekend. So got some great teams. It's exciting. Uh, usually we're going down south to play the Missouri teams, and there's a handful of Missouri and Kansas teams that are coming up here for this tournament. It's a so gr- it's a great tournament. You're gonna see some excellent Division II softball. Yep. Second year, and of course, uh, the amenities provided by the All Sports Dome is is continuing to pay off. Obviously, um, a lot of our sports are taking advantage of of that facility on campus, and softball is the second year with this tournament, and uh, it looks like it's going to become a staple. I know. Uh, with our program, talking with Lori Meyer about this earlier, uh, about uh, in the past we used to have to go south to start the season, or we'd go to St. Paul where there's a dome, or go to St. Cloud. They host a tournament up there, but now we have our very own tournament. It's a great opportunity for us to not only showcase our softball program and provide opportunities for college teams to get into some action here in February. It sounds crazy, we're playing uh, softball in February, but um, also showcase the university, mm-hmm. I guess, in some respects. Um, I don't know how many people will be actually outside walking around campus on a day like today, but um, uh, you know, proud and um, it's just it's such a positive thing that we have coming to campus. A lot of good things going on with uh, with a lot of our sports. Uh, men's basketball team picked up a nice win at St. Cloud on Tuesday, come from behind win, and uh, I'm not going to say necessarily that we've righted the ship. We still have some issues uh, with numbers on our roster. I, I think it was a great win. Uh, given the fact that uh, the challenges that we face with um, uh, in this COVID era and with injuries with the men's basketball team and program is a good win up at St. Cloud State. Yeah, I think at one point they were down 18 in the first half, yeah. and uh, St. Cloud kind of had their way of doing whatever they wanted, and uh, Coach called a timeout and got them the ship righted. They weathered the storm, and uh, it was within two at halftime, and then the second half they kind of just took control of the game, and it was always a four- or five-point game, but pretty comfortable down the stretch. Yeah, Mavericks uh, at Southwest tonight. And that's who falls on Saturday. So 7.30 p.m. in Marshall for the men tonight and 5.30, I think, in Sioux Falls tomorrow. Tonight's a big one for them. They lost that double overtime game to Southwest earlier this year. Uh, at our place. by two. Yep. Uh, one that they'd really like back. And then Sioux Falls was bitten by the flu bug when they were here, and they had a pretty slight, uh, small roster. So that'll be a different game for them tomorrow, too. So a uh, big weekend ahead for Maverick men's basketball. Big, big weekend for women's hockey, Connor, with Ohio State. Yes, sir. Here in town, right? Yep. Uh, the Mavericks have Ohio State this weekend at 6 p.m. tonight at the clinic, Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center, and uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Um, the Mavericks are three and three to start the new year, and twelve, thirteen, and one this season. And um, fortunately, eight, thirteen, one, and a very tough conference in the Western Collegiate Hockey Association. Uh, Britton Fleming, second Maverick women's hockey player to join the Century Club last week, she got a goal and assist. Um, for a career, for a career, she's had a great career. Fifth year senior. Yep, 
Um, the, uh, she's second all-time in points now um, for the Mavericks. Um, second to Maggie Fisher, who has 109 points. Uh, so, so Britton has a chance to become her all-time leading scorer. Yep. yep. She's going to keep rolling here. So rooting for her. Um, there's another point I was going to make. If I, now I lost Ohio it. Ohio State is ranked second, number two. Number two. Yeah. And we played them earlier this year over in... Ohio State. It was competitive. They beat us twice. Uh, we were going with uh, our tennis player as a, as our goaltender, making her college debut over there. And, and uh, first game, I, I think, was pretty good. They they sort of handled us a little bit. Yeah, it was six three. Um, she did a heck of a job. I think it was forty eight saves, forty seven saves, uh, something like that. Incredible. She almost uh, cracked the top ten for saves in a game. Um, all time, and then uh, nine nothing on Saturday. Unfortunately, it looked like we kind of just lost our lost our wheels a little bit. But um, playing tough teams like Ohio State will do that to you, and they're um, so well conditioned and stuff. So. Yeah, it's a it's a good program. Nadine Muzzerall, the head coach over there, former University of Minnesota uh, player, um, former assistant coach uh, with the Gophers, um, has done a great job with that program. And they've under her uh, things have changed a little bit. Uh, where they they now it used to be uh, Minnesota Minnesota Duluth Wisconsin and Ohio State has broken through there. It'd be interesting to see what Ohio State did if they've got a different facility. They they uh, the rink over there is um, um, uh, basically a community rink and uh, uh, but they've seen, they found a formula that works for them over there. So yeah, Muzzer's got a nice team as uh, she's referred to by our friend Craig Roberts and. Uh, <laughs> It's a big, you know, a tough stretch for the Mavericks last weekend at Duluth. Always a competitive team, as you mentioned, and this weekend, the next weekend at Wisconsin. So uh, a couple of key games coming up here for the Mavericks against uh, the top two teams in the nation. Yeah, it looks like it looks like we're going to finish fifth, right, Connor? I think uh, yep. points-wise and how things are going to play out over the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to finish fifth, which means... Um, yeah, and Duluth looks like they're about locked in in fourth, yeah. and with eight teams, uh, five plays four, yeah. and... Um, so we're looking like the road team in the first best of three series that yeah. opens a uh, quarterfinal yeah. round. And then, you know, I, I would say, you know, of course we're not done yet with regular season, but um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. We seem destined to, to do something big yeah. here down down the stretch, and including, you know, we've had some big wins. We've beaten Duluth. We've beaten Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I just think that we're, this could be a, a year where we have a breakthrough uh, postseason, yeah. I think. I, I do too, and it seems like we always play tough we, 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 lately. Like it's uh, almost seems like we've been playing the better teams tougher, and then and then sometimes play down to the level a little bit of like the St. Thomases and a little and some of that stuff. But um, definitely like you can't count the Mavericks out this year, and I mean you haven't been able to really the last couple of years, but this year really I feel like they've taken a step forward. Uh, big players like Akervik have stepped up in the no place doubt. of Wilgren um, with her. Trying out for the Olympic team and unfortunately being cut short about a week prior. But well, that blue uh, line has been a, been a strength, right, Connor? I mean, yep. I, I look at uh, even without Anna Wilgren, um, you, you know, it, and I, I'll, I've never sensed that anybody with the program has said, "Well, only if Anna was here." It's been more like next man up in some respects, with especially with that that decor. Yeah. Um. Uh. With uh. Um. You know, you do have a couple veterans in Akerbeck who had a really good freshman season a couple years ago and didn't necessarily take a step back, but I didn't see the progression in her that I think I expect. I, she's a really good player. She can skate and shoot the puck. Um, she's uh, She can skate the puck out of her own zone, makes usually a good first pass, but this year we're seeing that now with the increased ice time, I think. Yeah. 
Um, and then I was just thinking, like, uh, another big one, uh, Calgary, Alberta native uh, Jessica Condis has really yep. stepped up into Wilgren's role in uh, shot blocking this year. And she's got – she leads the team with 52 blo- shot blocks, and she's up to uh, third all-time on – Well, Akerbic, you know, I, I always sense with her that she could contribute more offensively, and yeah. we've seen that more this year. She's got a big shot. Um, with Condis, uh, I always – I saw Condis, and that's one of the – Pitfalls, I guess, of thinking you're an expert at stuff. I had her pigeonholed as maybe a, a, a defensive defenseman. She's got uh, good length, uh, <laughs> got good reach, you know, and uh, I thought that was her forte. And I think here in the last couple of years, we're seeing her uh, grow offensively a little bit, and certainly from a leadership standpoint. Last year, I think last year especially, I, I think we saw that part of her game really uh, emerge uh, last year, the offensive part and the confidence level. Yep. And of course, now she's a fifth-year senior. There's no, she's an unquestioned leader for that team. And and you talked about her. Uh, you know, she's always been a pretty good sh- shot blocker. But I think the offensive part of her game has emerged as well. So a little bit. They put her on. I mean, obviously the coaches feel feel that she can do that because they'll put her on the power play. And um, Kennedy Bobek's another kid who I think her offensive game has really emerged this year. Something that you saw the first two years. She's um, not the biggest kid, but just unbelievably. Uh, electric skater yeah. we've seen that before and, and good special teams player and and uh one of the phases of her game we've seen is, is come is uh, the, she had chances in her first two years with the program you're seeing her starting to finish plays now especially on special teams i think um and we've seen a couple other players uh uh really of course king has been great for us uh, all year. i think she leads us in goals this year and, yep. um um I, I i just and then her goaltending cal franks had a really good year and of course, hockey with goaltenders is, is extremely important. And so, um, I think Cal has had a standout year, and uh, maybe a kid that should receive uh, All Conference consideration. I think. Uh, and of course, um, down the stretch here, a really key player for us, obviously. And she's one of those kids that's been out of the lineup a little bit because of uh, injuries and COVID. So, uh, but she's been a workhorse for us the last couple of years. Certainly. Um, Sticking with women's hockey, we should talk a little bit about Rebecca Kolstad. I, I think maybe we should have let off with her, given the fact she's made her Olympic debut with China a couple nights ago, and uh, China now one and one, picking up a nice yeah. win over uh, Denmark. And of course, Rebecca Kolstad's story, uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, Mankato East product who uh, played her first two years of her college career at the University of North Dakota. North Dakota uh, dropped their program, and uh, thankfully for us, Rebecca came home, played a couple years to finish out her career. Um, her former coach at uh, North Dakota, a guy named Brian Adelski, after the UND program, went under, uh, took a job working at a high school in Indiana, a prep school called Culver Academy, which is uh, one of the top prep hockey schools in the country. And then, not sure exactly how it happened, but he got an offer to go coach in China, to coach a pro team in the women's league uh, in Russia that has a team in China. And he said yes and went over there and recruited a couple of his players along with some other national team members outside of the University of North Dakota and they won a, uh, a they won the championship with Rebecca Kolstad as one of their players. Rebecca went over there and played a full year with them um, was with them uh, a year ago when their season ended with uh, COVID so she didn't get a full year in but uh, Adolski ends up being the head coach with the Chinese yeah. and, uh, and, he, and again because of, of uh, Rebecca's um, season and a half in the Chinese in with that, that team in in China um, that was granted a, a, a waiver to play with the, um, the the Chinese team in the Olympics and there she is over in Beijing playing for 
China. So it's been interesting to follow her along online. Obviously, they've got two games under her belt, and she's played. And uh, her dad, Blaine, who's uh, just a great guy, uh, has been posting some stuff on Facebook about Rebecca. He's been, of course, uh, there's no fans. In, this, in normal circumstances, the Colstads would be over in Beijing to watch Rebecca play, but they're here in Mankato, and they've been watching online along with everyone else. And um, uh, the Chinese lost their first game uh, a couple nights ago to the Czech Republic, and um, uh, there was there was some excitement at, uh, over the fact that someone had posted Rebecca scored a goal. Uh, they <laughs> lost three to one, and I I checked the box score, and Rebecca um, wasn't the goal scorer for for the Chinese, so I thought it was a mistake. And then Blaine posted something on Facebook and showed the first goal. Actually, had video from the the broadcast on his Facebook, and and showed Rebecca standing in front of the Chinese net and a puck going off her skate into the Chinese net. So he was referring to the own goal that Rebecca played on. And then uh, last night, uh, China got a win. They beat Denmark, which was kind of a cool thing. And uh, again, Blaine posted something on Facebook, and uh, it was a picture of uh, Rebecca in the penalty box, and he said Rebecca in her happy place. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, if you know uh, uh, Rebecca and, and are familiar with how her game, she's a power forward and, and uh, never shied away from being physical. So, so one and one for China so far for their first two games and excited for uh, Rebecca. Uh, she becomes the third MSU uh, women's player to play in the Olympics, joining um, Nina Tikkanen and uh, Emilia oh, Anderson, uh, Ramholt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, as uh, as a third one. So, and and extra special, I think, for us, given the fact she's a Mankato kid. So, um, uh, really cool to follow along with her. And uh, hoping uh, that the the Chinese continue. We're we're, we're Chinese Team China fans here in in Mankato, along with um, Team USA, both on the men's and women's side, and obviously on the on the men's side with um, Mike Hastings and Nathan Smith. Uh, being part of the uh, Team USA uh, contingent over in uh, Beijing. Excited uh, for them to get underway. I think their first game is on the 10th of February. Um, I think they left yesterday for China. Uh, They'll go over there and quarantine for a a little bit uh, uh, before they can start practicing. But they've been in L.A. for the past, uh, since Sunday, uh, practicing and uh, quarantining or testing, I think. I think you have to have two negative tests in order to be able to uh, even fly over there. So, uh, sounds like um, things are uh, going okay. We're excited to follow Nathan Smith, um, the junior center, leads the country in scoring. Um, uh, will make his Olympic debut here soon. And uh, Mike Hastings, of course, uh, the assistant coach with Team USA, uh, uh, done an unbelievable job with our men's hockey program here in in, uh, in Mankato. The Mavericks, uh, ranked number one in the country, lead the nation in wins with 25. They're 25 and five overall. Uh, playing at Bowling Green this weekend for uh, games uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, before we leave uh, women's hockey and we start diving into what's going on with men's hockey, Scotty promotions for women's hockey this weekend. What do we have going for that series versus Ohio State? Got a couple of youth groups coming in this weekend. Uh, a big one over from Owatonna. The Rink Buddies are coming over. Uh, nice. Over 100 uh, fam- kids and families coming over. For, that'll, be, that'll be great to have them in the arena uh, this weekend. Perfect. And then, uh, a couple other groups, uh, Ice House is being used, the suite yep. upstairs being used, so it'll be a nice little crowd down there at the rink for them. Uh, game times for the Mavericks, 6-2? Six 6-2, and, two. Yep. Six and, two, and then uh, obviously our, our diaper drive is going on this weekend to benefit the Cana House here in Mankato, so if you're coming to the series this weekend, bring diapers or any uh, baby products, and we'll get those delivered to the Cana House on, on Monday. Good job. Excited excited for that. Stomper going to be okay to get into the building? Stomper will be there tonight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, besides uh, women's hockey yes. and softball, 
at home this weekend. We've also got some track. Yep. Uh, with the uh, Ted Nelson Invitational getting underway tomorrow. Yep. Right? I think that's tomorrow. Um, in Myers Fieldhouse. But uh, wrestling's at home this weekend as well. The Mavericks uh, rank 17th, tied for 17th in the country. Um, hosting MSU Moorhead tonight at 7 p.m. in Taylor Center. And then uh, tomorrow, a couple big matches with Northern State and St. Cloud State in town. So a doubleheader, three matches in two course of two days for our, our wrestling program. Excited for um, uh, Maverick Wrestling to be at home this weekend. Last chance for folks to uh, have a look at uh, the Mavericks with these uh, three duels. Uh, Friday and Saturday, and then they're on the road for their last two. At Southwest and at Augustana, I think, for their last... Upper Iowa, I believe. Upper Iowa, that's right, for the last two, close out the regular season. Um, Tennis also at home this weekend. Yep. Maybe you're getting there. Sorry about yep. that. Nope. Uh, it's St. Peter, you know, we... we, Homish. Ha- we have Homish. Homish. Homish, yeah, close enough. Yeah, we, you know, I, I, I've been talking about uh, spring sports getting underway and, and uh, softball, obviously, with that big tournament this weekend is a spring sport, but tennis is is underway as well in a Northwestern College uh, in St. Peter. So um, looking forward to that. It'd be interesting to see if the Dutch wear the uh, wood shoes up here to play tennis this weekend uh, from Orange City. <laughs> you know, it was, it was funny. Uh, I remember going down to Northwestern, which is, as you know, in Orange City, and there is, I was, a, I must have been a Dutch settlement uh, mm-hmm. way back when, when it was first founded. And, and um, we, uh, when Dan McCarroll was our head coach, uh, he recruited a kid from Orange City, uh, a 6'8", Six nine center named Kurt Hoyer, who uh, was a big, uh, ginger-haired, uh, physical uh, frontline player for us. Big, as you like to call him, Scotty. And and uh, we actually uh, they played us here, and then we went down there. And Kurt Hoyer was one of our players. So um, a lot of uh, Kurt Hoyer lookalikes in the stands there. And and uh, I remember Carroll, and this is one of Bob Fenske's favorite stories of all time. And Carroll taking a look around and. And seeing all Kurt's relatives, they may not have all been Kurt relatives, but they all looked like him. And he said, oh, I, "I can't believe it. how many how many people from the Netherlands actually live in this town, you know? Because there was a bunch of them. They all looked like <laughs> Kurt Hoyer." Um, so excited for uh, uh, the basketball teams and uh, men's and women's hockey playing this weekend. I I went through and looked both home and away. You guys, we've got twenty events going on. Um, if you count the uh, men's basketball game from Tuesday this week, so we're we're busy with a, a lot of stuff and excited. I know Scott, you don't care about our games when we go on the road Absolutely too much. Absolutely care about our games. I don't know that you do. I think we have to follow along. I'm not sure that you have to follow along all that much, but I appreciate. It drives it. my wife crazy because yeah. it's one of the TVs or my phone is on the game when I'm at home. <laughs> um, Scotty, your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, have hired a, a general manager. They have, and it sounds like they're on the verge of hiring a, a coach. It sounds that way. A head coach. Are uh, you excited about um, the direction that they're going with their sure. decisions? I think you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a big Harbaugh fan, so I guess I'm excited that that ship has sailed. Um, I wouldn't have liked to have been his recruiting coordinator on Tuesday, even though the yeah. signing day for yeah. Division One's in, in December. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, that all shakes out here in the next 10 days after the Super Bowl. Well, it, it is interesting because uh, for the for – the, unless you're a diehard NFL fan, I'm not sure if you know the names of the guys that the uh, Vikings have hired, but if you follow how things go along with here, uh, there was – I think a lot of people thought that uh, maybe the the Harbaugh hiring would be a good one. I mean, he he was pretty successful when he was mm-hmm. coaching in San Francisco, and he uh, you know obviously he's done a great job at at Michigan, um, but he's a very strong personality, and typically those guys are a strong personality regardless of who you hire. So, uh, looks like it's going to be the offensive coordinator from LA. It was always interesting to me during the whole process 
usually it's a GM first and then the coach. And they were hire, or interviewing coaches before a GM, and then they hired a GM. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Hire the guy that's going to hire the coach. But who am I to say how to run a pro, uh, organization? You know, that was, that was the appearance that we had. Right. Um, you know, moving parts. You had to you had to hire two. And you're right, relative to the GM, it has to be involved typically in the hiring of the coach. And, and I really don't know. Um, we really don't know no. publicly. I mean, they never said publicly. Right. It was It was the media's perception of what was going on there and uh they ran through i don't know how many different uh interviews they did for um gm obviously we don't know and and it seems like they interviewed a, based on media reports a ton of mm-hmm. uh guys for the, the head coaching job before honing in on uh o'connell who's the offensive coordinator at um la with a with the with the rams so um 36 year old head coach and i was looking at something last night on tv uh 36 sounds young but um I think there was, I think John Madden was 32 when he was hired by the Raiders. It's kind of the trend right now in the NFL uh, too, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean Vay's young and Green Bay well, coach I, is young. Well, and if you look at what they've been through with the, the Vikings and uh, um, uh, how things played out with Mike Zimmer, who was older, I think he was 58. Um, I guess he was 50 when he was hired, but 58 right. by the time his, his uh, tenure was done there. There seems to be that type of deal where if that's not going to work, let's do the opposite. So, yeah, that guy was a little bit older, therefore... Uh, logic would say we have to go with the younger guy. He's got to be able to relate to the players. So, because apparently Zim uh, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't acknowledge guys when he was passing him in the hallway uh, up at um, their training facility up there. So, I don't know. I mean, and it is a different era. I mean, I, I look at how uh, our coaches here talk about all the time um, about um, uh, relating to the players is an important thing. The kids, the kids ask questions. Whereas I think when at least when I, I'm I'm old school with a lot of stuff, at least certainly age wise, and and uh, but you know growing up playing sports, you never questioned the coach; you just did what they told you. And now I think kids are more apt to uh, ask questions a little bit. And then the, the another thing that's, that's changed about college athletics, in particular, is the transfer portal. They have mm-hmm. options where in the past kids didn't have options. So it, it's so different. Even I mean, I've been here essentially since '03. You know, never did I ever dream there'd be music playing during a basketball practice or a wrestling yeah. practice. Now you yep. go into either one, and there's always music playing in the background, and which is great. I'm not, I'm saying that against it. Football I'm just practice, how it's evolved. Right? We do it during it's, football yeah, practice. Yeah, we do it during football. Yeah. It's pretty interesting how it's all evolved over the yeah. course of the years. Yeah, I don't hear it at hockey yet. Uh, I guess no, I don't think so. How about baseball? I, I guess I've heard. Have you heard I've it? heard it out at baseball. At baseball, at least when they're doing like BP. BP or, or stuff, something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's pretty hmm. typical. I feel like. Ooh, softball. You've been to softball practice? I think so, yeah. You have tunes out there during softball practice? You have tunes out practice. there, yep. Yeah. But like I said, nothing little wrong thing. with it. it just kind of like it. It's different. Kind of like it. I wish it had control of the aux cord, so it's my music and not theirs, but, you know, that's a different story for a different day. I got a call from somebody uh, from the Twin Cities media asking about our football practice, noting noting that we had music during the foot, our football practices and how long want to know how long we've been doing it because I, I don't think they do it, like, for Vikings. Mm-hmm. Practices. I don't think they do that, and I, I don't know. And I don't know if they do it at other right. pro sports um, during their practices, but we do it here. Kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you have music on on your in your office, Scotty? When there's some ambient tones. Uh, sometimes, if I if I really need to focus, I'll just throw on some jazz. So I just have background music. Uh, you know, they, you're a country guy too, right? Country guy, Foo Fighters. I got, uh, by the way, uh, I got Dave Grohl's book for Christmas. Oh, nice. I need to read that. I almost, I almost bought it for myself about a month ago, and I already had like two books in my, ha- in my hand, and I got to always get that. And then my son, Sean, gave it to me for Christmas. Nice work, Sean. Yeah, Sean's a good dude. Um, let's see. I heard Major League Baseball 
talks are going on between the Players Association and uh, MLB. It's about time, right? We're not that far away from spring training. I think it might be too <sighs> late in the game. They're going to be locked. I mean, they're locked out right now. I don't know how you start April 1st. I can't believe it's not a bigger story. Yeah, Are you guys quiet. even aware? Is the general public even aware of what's going on? I don't on? think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. I think there's a lot of people that I've talked to and stuff that don't even know. confused. Yeah, don't like even I, know. And they find out about it. But I, that, the diehard baseball community obviously knows about it. Yeah. Um, I guess it just means more Naked Gun 33 and a third on the MLB Network in April <laughs> instead of uh, <laughs> Thursday night games. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know what? Spring training is so long anyways. I'm right. sure there's some sentiment that, well, you know, we can always – Take a couple weeks off of spring training, but isn't that that's usually my favorite time of the year for I baseball? Know, I know. I mean, you gotta. We should we should make a trip sometime. We should down to spring training. Throw on a spring training afternoon game and just listen to it in the yeah. office. And I'd like to actually be there where it's nice and warm. I think and watch, soda in watch your hand. Scene. Yep. Um, Super Bowl is in two weeks. Yep. Uh, Jim Ruta sent out the invite. I was going to ask. Yep. The Chili Fest. We got it. We got. Uh, we're <laughs> heading over to Jimmy. It's been I don't know. 25 years, uh, sort of a thing that we do over at Jim Rue, the former sports editor with the Free Press, with, gets together with a, a couple uh, some friends and family, including Chad Courier and his crew. And it's it's great having Chad there because Chad, uh, there's there's things you always get. Chad always uh, has too much hot sauce, yep. his chili. He loves loves to test himself. Um, has some great commentary, as you can imagine, especially on the officiating. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, there's usually uh, some sort of pool when Johnny Madsen's going to show up or if he's even going to show up. Uh, so it's kind of a fun thing that we do. Perfect. Yep. Uh, it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl, Cincinnati and L.A. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who would be favored in that. I, I think Kansas City would have been favored if they got there. Now you've got, you know, I'm happy for Matt Stafford for getting there. All those years he put it in Detroit and, and was really just spinning his wheels. And and turns out, yeah, he all along he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't him. He wasn't the problem in Detroit. I think most people were aware of that. So it's, I think you know, <clears throat> I'm always hesitant. Always hesitant to. Uh, I, there's this weird thing I have where I'm hesitant to root for people to win stuff. But I don't, I don't know why. Why why am I cheering for Matt Stafford? Why am I cheering for Matt Stafford? Good guy, it, and he put in years. Is he Detroit a good guy? Suffering? Is he a good guy? I don't, I don't know, know if he's a good guy. All by all appearances, yes. I don't know. Um, maybe it's because of all you mentioned all the years there. Yeah, for sure. And Joe Burrow is Johnny Come Lately is his second year. Seems crazy that he's in the Super Bowl, but he's yeah. another likable guy. Don't know Joe Burrow. His father is a former CFLer, by the way. Played for the Stamps and the Alouettes. I'm hoping Ottawa. it is the Bengals that win. Uh, mainly from the sole fact of Burrow wins the national title in football and the pandemic starts, wins the Super Bowl and the pandemic ends. Book ends it. Mm. A storyline. <laughs> but he doesn't deserve it any more than anybody else. I'm not yeah, saying he does. That's I'm my just, point. I'm weird about the stuff. That's the tough part. Like, I want to root for the Bengals, <clears throat> but like, I, I just, there's something for me about like guys putting in their Matt time Burrow, and stuff. And just, like, I'll give you an example. I'll, exactly what you're saying. When the, the Golden Knights played for the Stanley yeah. Cup <laughs> in their very first year, yeah. right? I'm going, they can't win it. Yeah. They can't. And, it, and it, for me, it was like a deserving thing. It was like, they don't deserve to win it. Like, team, there's teams, there's there's NHL teams, like Vancouver, Buffalo, they've never won it, you know? Are they more deserving to win it than Las Vegas? Than Vegas? Or Maple Leafs fans just rolling over 1967, in their graves. 1967, <laughs> yeah, there are, there are dead Maple Leaf fans who are rolling in their <laughs> graves. They're still doing it. 
Anyways, that's enough Stanley Cup talk, I guess, I think, for today. Um, it's going to be a great weekend, and we're looking forward to some great results for the Mavericks. Uh, uh, I never think we're going to lose. It's great to be a Maverick, everybody. You have a great weekend, and we'll be back on air next Friday. Maverick Magazine. Maverick.